Hi and welcome. You are listening to the PhD Career Coaching Podcast channel by Tina Person. I am a PhD career coaching expert helping professionals all over the world to find or create their dream job and dream career. After more than 10 years as an academic professional at the Max Planck Institute in Germany and at Lund University in Sweden, I left the academic world for a career in the industry. Today I work as a career and leadership coach supporting PhDs to develop right skills, knowledge and guidance working in a field that makes them happy and fulfilled. I have a webpage, passagetopro.com, and my podcasts you find at Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So stay tuned on the PhD Career Coaching channel. Today's topic is how to stay focused when your job hunt takes longer than you expected. And this topic is divided in part one and part two. So this is the first chapter on this topic. My experience by coaching PhDs on global level for over four years is that most PhDs have to high expectations on the speed in which they will sign a contract after the PhD studies or postdoc period. My experience is also that many PhDs start the job hunt too late while still working at the university. Common question I ask my clients is, how many jobs have you applied for? And I can get answers like, I have applied for many jobs. Then I ask, what is many jobs? The answer could range from 10 to 200. This is clearly indicate that we have individually different approaches and expectations on to nail a job and what a lot is and many is. Let's say you are the PhD that apply for 10 to 20 jobs and you have been reacted. Your feelings are, no one wants me, I am not attractive and the jobs don't match my competences and my achieved skills. The missing skill thing, if put it that way, is very common. And regarding your missing skill, go back and listen to one of my previous podcasts because I highlighted that topic or that specific topic. In that podcast, you will learn how to compensate and fill the missing skill gaps, both in your resume and in any interview situation. Now back to your mindset. What is a realistic amount of applications? And how can you prepare yourself for the job hunting process? Whether you apply for very few jobs or many jobs is in some way not so important It's all about what you can learn or what you want to learn from the process. In that perspective, some of you will simply learn and adopt faster than others that might need a bit more support to transform. So when I ask the question, how many jobs have you applied for? Depending on your answer, you help me as a coach a lot to understand what plan you actually have or maybe I realize you don't have a plan at all. I also get an idea of how you cope with the mental stress you are facing in your job hunting process. If you are disappointed after 10 to 20 jobs application, most likely you have too high expectations in estimating the time it takes to nail the job you want. You most probably don't understand the job hunting process 
and you most likely use your academic CV when applying or non-tailored CV, meaning you don't tailor. What I mean by tailoring is that you don't tailor the resume to the specific job or to what the company need so they understand the value you can add to them. If you have applied for over 150 jobs without any result, then it's time to start learning from what you have been doing so far. Obviously, you don't have a plan and you don't seem to learn from what you're doing. This is, of course, serious as it clearly shows a behavior you have to change to succeed. In some cases, as a coach, I learned that it's, this behavior is due to that many clients don't know where they're going to live, have a family or not, children, visa issues, whether going home or staying in the country they perform the PhD. This challenge is far beyond career coaching and it takes some coaching sessions to figure out, but it clearly indicates the importance of having a plan to nail your first job after your PhD. It's more than just having the skills. It's to understand and know your next move in your career in a broader perspective, your life. And it can for sure lead to a lot of frustration, both in your job, career and life. When candidates realise the job-seeking process takes longer than each expected, they get frustrated and drop focus. What is the risk in such a situation? Well, the risk is huge that the frustration is shining through your application and in the interview situation. Recruiters and hiring managers will consider you as not job ready. Not job ready meaning they are afraid that you haven't thought through your next step carefully and maybe you don't understand the job you're applying for. Both behaviours are risk factors or so-called risk factors for any recruiting company. You can learn more about these risk factors in one of my previous podcasts. A frustrated job seeker is not a job ready job seeker. So what can you do? If you tend to be frustrated when things don't move as fast as you expected, now it's time for you to build a career plan and start to train your emotional management. Investing time to train your emotional management is an investment for your future career. People that can handle emotional stress are more likely to succeed in their career. People that easily get emotionally stressed tend to act as a waving curve, I call it, up and down, up and down and down again in periods. That behaviour will drain you with energy and in addition, not very good for your health. Studies clearly show that people that can handle emotional stress and their feelings tend to be more successful. They also feel more successful. The word success is, of course, very, very subjective. Example of stress situations could be both work and private related. Common situations causing emotional stress are being unemployed, surprisingly laid off from a job or any changes in your life you did not plan for. Another, when or while recording this podcast, the corona pandemic is running over the world. 
It's very rare to have a pandemic like this, but it is a typical example of a situation where we feel, I can't do anything about this situation. And that can cause an enormous feeling of stress. So how to learn to stay resilient in such situation? Can you train emotional management? Yes, you can. I call it the FIT framework, and I have described the process in my latest book. FIT stands for, one, focus on being positive. Two, incorporate meditation and exercises in your daily routine. And three, think gratitude. The idea behind the FIT framework is to help you to keep up with positive outlook during the transition or in any unexpected situation. To stay positive is crucial for maintaining a good mental health during your job search and to support you to stay focused and slowly but steadily building trust in the process. Focus on staying positive. Positive thinking is the key. If you have trained your brain to think in negative perspective, it will take some time to change that brain behavior, as I call it. It's common among PhDs that our analytical and critical mindset plays against us in the job process or job hunting process. So five tips to stay positive. I start one, set up routines. Make your bed, get dressed, eat, sleep, do sport and work on your job searching strategy. Design a time schedule and make a list of things you could do to learn more about things like writing your resume, designing your LinkedIn profile, start to understand the labor market, learn to know new people, start networking with other professionals, set up short and long term goals. Focus on things you can't control. It's no point focusing on things you can't control. The corona pandemic is a good example of a crisis that is not under our own control. Instead, focus on what you can do. Figure out what companies that will grow and gain from the situations. There are always companies that will recruit and hire during any crisis and recession. List your daily achievements. As a PhD, we tend to underestimate our daily activities. That's something I experience every day as a coast. List what you have done and say thanks to yourself. By listening to your activities or by listing your activities and of course listening, you also help your coach. Remember, your coach can only help you if you help your coach with information. Do some volunteering work. It will not only grow your network, but also help you to open up new doors doors you did not think existed. It also pushes you out of your house to meet new people. It's good for you. Celebrate every victory. Even if you think the victory is small or maybe even not a victory, celebrate. It could be an email you sent, a LinkedIn connection that came back to you. Celebrate as you deserve it. In my next podcast, I will talk more about the FIT framework and how to incorporate exercises and meditation in your lifestyle and thinking gratitude every day in your life. Thanks for listening to the PhD Career Coaching Channel. It was absolutely a pleasure talking to you again here. 
And don't forget, if you like what you hear, don't forget to buy my book. And uh, you find this podcast uh, on my webpage, passagetopro.com. And you can follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So stay tuned. I will be back. <laughs>